Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bullhooker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Matt Gordon. Where are we at, Matt? We're at the Brush Emporium. Oh, I just yelled again. I just ruined it. Uh, we're at the Brush Emporium in downtown Brush. We are. It's actually kind of fun. We actually got in our little corner now. They're, they're starting to build, uh, starting to section things off in here. They're starting to make things shake and groove. Yeah, they lay bricks for us. They did. <laughs> Look yes. how many. Yes, yes. That's crazy. So far, so good. And they planted ivy. I think that's what that is. That is ivy. Dino plants. Look at you, educated. Yay. We have a guest today. We do have a guest. Do we ever not have a guest? We, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I've never been on that one. Yeah, so yeah, the best of episodes. Oh, that does count. It does well, count. we're the guests in that one. Boom. Did you say boom? It's a boom. <laughs> Prove my point. What in the world? Madeline Hagen, how Madeline are you? Madeline Hagen. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for coming in, by the way. Yeah, thank you for having me. We, uh, we're excited to have you because we're going to talk a little later about what you're, uh, what's something you got going on. You have a holistic fair coming to town. Yes, that's correct. That's awesome. It's going to be at the, uh, the after hours. It'll be at the block, which is where after hours is located. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the old country stakeout for all you old people. So we're going to get to a little more into that here in a little bit because you got some stories too. I do. All right. Is this your first podcast? You ever been on a podcast? Uh, not like a professional one, like you guys. Well, let's not say. Let's not, <laughs> I was just about to say she that no word out. Let's not throw happening. that word out at all. So professional. Oh you have a card here you gave us. Uh, and by the way, as you're listening to this, Madeline's stuff's going to be on the links below in the de- yeah that description below. Look how well he sells your business, right? Well, it's going to be somewhere around on the YouTube page in yeah, a direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of. <laughs> Point and blink and yeah. for you old people, that's called a computer. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you, you asked a question. You asked a question earlier. What was it? Oh, okay. So, well, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, Madeline Hagen is the owner of Holistic Home and Health. Right. They provide a variety of services that are luckily on the back of this card that I could read, but they include things like tarot readings, psychic medium readings. I can't pronounce that word. Ak- akashic. 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 Yes. Ooh, almost got mm-hmm. it. Hooked on phonics. Uh, medical intuitive readings, past life readings, uh, astrology readings, spiritual counseling. And uh, she's an integrative health and a Reiki, mm-hmm. Reiki practitioner. What is Reiki? Can I can I give it a shot? Yes. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Let's see <laughs> Instead of having the literal professional talk about it, let's have the podcaster talk about well, it. Well, so what? Yeah. Well, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing to see because I, I I found this word a while ago. Okay. Um, when we were doing the Halloween episode oh. of the Bullhugger, Christina and I talking about uh, Ouija boards and opening up uh, portals. Oh, okay. So I, I looked up how to close a portal, and you have to use Reiki, like it's a positive energy, right? Am I totally wrong? So a few things going on here. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Off okay. the rails immediately. So <laughs> she was like, "No, you can be more wrong, yeah, you chunky bastard." <laughs> okay, so yes, Ouija boards can open and can be used to close portals. Technically, they should be used with caution. I will never use one personally or professionally, and I would caution against anyone using them um, without a lot of experience and background. Reiki is a form of positive energy. I wouldn't necessarily use it to close a portal because with the portal, it's going to depend on a lot of different factors. So you can use aspects of Reiki to close it, but Reiki is more about healing energy. Um, So it's a form of energy healing that originates from Japan. The Buddhist monks used it thousands of years ago and it found its way over to America in the 1940s or 50s. And then that's when it was picked up and it was capitalized. And so it just happened to become the most popular form of energy healing in America, just because of the natural course of events throughout history. Interesting. But if you look at every indigenous culture, they each have their own form of like energy healing or, you know, traditional or folklore medicine. 
So a lot of different cultures will have their own version of like an energy healing like Reiki. And Reiki healing is essentially um, a way of channeling down energy from a higher source. That's how the Buddhist monks viewed it. Um, and that's how it's taught nowadays is you um, tap into like a higher energy, like a universal energy. And there's a lot of different names for this, you know, throughout different cultures. Um, some people call it prana. And especially in Ayurvedic cultures. Uh, and so you basically tap into like this higher healing or universal life force energy and people are able to channel it through to the person to provide healing um, through, you know, the use of different symbols, placement on the hands or above the body, um, you know, things like that. So it's a form of healing. It's really uh, used well in a lot of elderly people or people who have like chronic conditions, especially cancer patients. Mm, wow. And it's been actually proven to help with their condition and to, you know, relieve pain, relieve inflammation and a lot of other things. Interesting. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to say this, your definition is a little better than mine. <laughs> yeah. It's like you open a portal and a Ouija board and you feel good about it. And it's like, wow, the you could not have missed that so hard. Was you have to get a pendulum over the portal or whatever. What all this and stuff? Then, I, I, I was looking at it for the Halloween episode. But that's where I came across the word originally, that it was like a positive energy. But that's, that's interesting. You know, it's going to be fun here. So you and I don't know. We just met. Yes. And you two know each other from the, uh, the uh, park thing. What did you, the park thing. Yeah, the park thing. <laughs> the park thing. Do I look like the, the event? The event that I work really hard on every year to support a variety of businesses and vendors. The oh, park I'm, thing. I, are you and I dating? Do I need to know everything about you? I love you how we led with we're in love with each other and it's turned into are we even dating? Is Do you have any of this on right? Do you do you screw it on right before we start or you just make it all up I as we go? I don't screw anything. <laughs> all right. So, um, it's called the people's market. That's what it's that's what <laughs> the, it, the park thingy. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're doing this down there every yes. summer. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, but we don't know each other, so this is fun for me because you're a blank slate to me. I don't know anything about you, none of your tells, and we get to learn stuff today. It's gonna, gonna yeah, be fun. I don't know anything about any of this. No, stuff, it's, so it's super interesting, man. This so. is gonna be where I fall into like a three a.m. Wikipedia binge. To <laughs> oh learn goodness, about all this stuff. Yes, it is. I'm very fascinated because <laughs> we have you and Megan Orcutt actually in the next episode too. They're both going to talk about this because you guys are in cahoots with this stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> what? Yep. It's good. Anyway. Yeah, hurry up. Uh, if you're new to the cahoots. podcast, welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. Welcome uh, to the Cahoots Podcast. We're, we're going we're <laughs> to describe people for their new, you prick. So <laughs> welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. <laughs> what this is is a podcast we bring on guest on today. We have Madeline Hagen. Madeline's going to tell us three stories about our life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One is either borrowed, all the way made up, or partially made up. Now, Megan, without going into great detail, which one is it? No, is it borrowed, made up, or partially made up? The Bullhucker. Don't tell us just which one it is. It's partially made up. Okay, that's the most popular way. That's that's tough, though. Yeah. It's tough. I used to think I was a good lie detector, but I can't detect him anymore. So he was know. awesome when we first started this. He was like 10 and 0. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. I don't. I started trusting people too much. People started making fun of your little farm market or whatever, and you get all sad. <laughs> the the park thingy. Yeah, the park thingy. That's what yeah. I call it. When I go drive, oh, no, I remember doing the that. park thingy. That's Aren't what you I doing call that little recording thingy? That's all, that's all we're doing. <laughs> If you ask Madeline, it's a professional podcast. It thank is you actually. Very much. Thank you for thank you for that. That felt really good. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's professional. This but is professional. We are going to dive into this uh, after the story, though. So I'm really I'm, I am interested to learn about this. this is Absolutely. Be cool. So, okay, are you ready to tell some stories? I am. All right, let's Great. do this. Matt, you want to read them off? I do. We have the Colorado Hotel, foraging flowers, and the Fall Holistic Fair. Okay, you know what? You haven't been here for a while, so why don't you go and pick one out? I want to hear foraging flowers. All right. Okay, definitely. Yeah, so this happened 
almost two years ago because we're coming up on summer, spring right now. So I was taking a class on foraging and identifying plants in the wild. So I was up in the mountains and I was hiking for a few days, you know, with my fellow students and teacher. And um, we were up on this hilltop and I was actually foraging for OSHA. And OSHA is a really great herb for immune support. Um, so like if you start getting sick, it's really good to start using it as soon as you start feeling sick. Um, what is it again? OSHA. Okay. OSHA root. Okay. Yeah. And so um, it's actually within the um, poison hemlock family and it's actually easily distinguishable from it. But if you confuse the two, then obviously you might be poisoned with poison <laughs> hemlock and that's not good at all. Okay. Poison bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was up on this mountain foraging and like the teacher was instructing all the students, you know, how to, how to pick it and everything and how to forage um, ethically, of course, and with respect to nature and to other people. And so with it being a root in the ground, we had to really dig into the dirt. And um, then we had to do a different test too to distinguish between it and poison hemlock between, because the OSHA root will smell like butterscotch. And poison hemlock doesn't. Interesting. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so you looked at two chubby guys and said butterscotch. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, I'm definitely into that route. <laughs> yes. It smells like your grandmother's house. Yeah. Yes. I'm in. Okay. Worthers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was digging in it and like I was trying to get the root out of the ground and I fell backwards down this mountain and I ended up spraining my ankle. <laughs> no. And then I had to hike back down and everything. And it was, it was not a fun experience, but it was definitely <laughs> a learning experience for me to be more aware of my surroundings. Were you with anybody? Uh, yeah, I was with the students and the teacher. So, okay. I don't know if she said I'm just, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're critically listening, foraging uh, for flowers was the story name. What were the flowers? Where were flowers at? So we foraged a lot of different plants throughout the class. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we um, picked up different flowers and different things like that. Yeah. Um, what do you, and I'm, maybe this is going to tie in a bit with this later, but I, I'm interested in, in relation to the story. You forage for these different plants and flowers and such. What do you do with them? Yeah. So for a lot of the things that I forage for, I don't ever harvest enough to really use in the apothecary okay. products that I make. So, and it's also hard to like properly dry everything and store sure. everything. Mm -hmm. So I use it for my personal use, like my own personal apothecary cabinet. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. Is Interesting. Is there like a, uh, I don't want to say this, so to like sell it or to deal in it, do you have to have any kind of, uh, what's sort of oh, like a license or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Permission is, or something? Is, yeah. yeah. Is there like uh, standards you have to follow? Or yes. So within the U.S., and it's different in each country okay. um, because like Europe has very different standards, but within the U.S., the laws around herbalism and making and selling products are pretty laissez-faire they're pretty relaxed okay. okay um if i were to get into like manufacturing like officially then i would have to have more standards but like even if you go to a health food store now or like even if you go like to a gr basic grocery store or pharmacy and get like a supplement there's different laws in the u.s about identification of supplements of herbal remedies of things like that and it's not really heavily enforced now there is legislation currently in the works um, there's a senate bill that hasn't been it's been introduced but it hasn't been passed yet that is going to make 
you know, small herbalists like myself or, you know, small time producers, small businesses, it's going to make it more difficult for them to produce apothecary or herbal remedies. So it's really important for people who, you know, are involved in natural medicine or um, natural healing modalities to stay aware of these things um, because there are some laws about it. And I know like a few years ago, Etsy took down quite a few shops um, because they were selling, you know, similar products, herbal remedies, apothecary items. Hmm. Um, So it's really at the discretion of the practitioner with the current laws. Okay. Was there a name of the group? Like the teachers and students? Is it like a... Like a class or like, what was the yeah, name of Yeah, so I actually took it through Red Rocks Community College, and that's how nice. I got my integrative health and Reiki certifications. Interesting. Yeah. What brought you to all this to begin with? That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've always been really interested in like the natural lifestyle, natural living. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's kind of two sides to the story, though, because within my business and within myself, there's like the, the focus on the herbalism, the apothecary aspects the traditional medicine, and there's the very spiritual side of myself and my business. So I'll kind of share both aspects. Um, So growing up, like I suffered with a lot of sinus issues and allergies, Mm -hmm. um, just like constant reoccurring issues. Um, Like I was out of school constantly, like I became antibiotic resistant and everything. Um, So I was really drawn to, you know, alternative remedies to actually find healing for myself. Um, and I know my family struggles a lot with autoimmune and skin conditions too. So like it just, it all kind of came together because Western medicine really doesn't treat autoimmune conditions right. well, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so I really went down this path of trying to learn more and exposing myself to different situations. So that's when I started really studying different religions in the world. And that's when I came across uh, like Buddhism and Taoism and Confucianism, which are the main three Eastern religions. And that's where I went to studying traditional Chinese medicine, and I learned more about meditation. And then from there, I went to Reiki because Reiki originates from Japan. And I got really into like energy healing and herbalism and just all these natural products and everything. And it just it it started um, accumulating and growing, you know, with each moment, each year. Um, and I really got into it and to learning it. And so I've always been really drawn to holistic wellness and trying to, you know, make products that are going to be good for myself, good for the environment, uh, because I'm, you know, very conscious about the environment too and sustainability. And so that's what really led me to developing this business is I started out with more making the apothecary products and the services because I want people to find healing. I want people to have another outlet instead of like, you know, taking a pill or, you know, having to deal with, you know, certain side effects or whatnot. Let me ask you this question. I'm going to pause here for a second. Because you want me to cut this out, I will. Um, but it's a question. So I hear more and more about this, all this, all the time, right? It's becoming bigger and bigger all the time. Mm-hmm. You said there's a legis- legislation going through on it. Do you think Big Pharma comes after you? They're trying to squeeze you guys a little bit? Maybe you're taking a little from them? So not myself personally. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had any experiences like that. Well, but I mean, as a um, whole, do you think Big Pharma looks at you like almost not, not as, we'll say a threat. I mean, as a yes. redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think you're totally spot on. And especially with that description. Yeah. Um, and it's actually interesting if you look at the history of modern medicine and traditional medicine and how much modern medicine took from traditional medicine mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. proper credit wasn't given. And, right. um, you know, this story plays out throughout history in so many different aspects and regards. Um, you know, so many different topics. And I think that it's something that a lot of traditional practitioners or, you know, herbalists, just anyone who's practicing a complementary modality needs to stay really aware of. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, I'm really in tune with. And then also within that note, um, different states have different laws on what 
complementary services can be practiced if you have to have certain certifications, if you have to be registered, et cetera. And I really think that we are kind of reaching a point um, in our collective consciousness and just, you know, in our world where a lot of people are seeking alternative remedies. They're, they're, they're seeking a more natural way. Um, and I think that Big Pharma is becoming more and more aware of that. And I personally, mm-hmm. myself, have seen a lot more campaigns pushing Big right. Pharma. And I also think that, you know, if you, if you follow the money, that's going to tell you the whole story about everything. Sure. Agreed. I, I yeah. do agree. Because, I mean, it's getting outright ridiculous. Nowadays, mm-hmm. Even legislation with, like, insulin. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. ridiculous. They bought that patent for, what, a buck? <laughs> you know what well, I mean? and then don't forget that the U.S. government will subsidize the development of the drugs and then charge taxpayers a full price for the drug as if we didn't help with the development right. of the drug right. in the first place. So uh, this is great, man. Take that, big pharma. Bullhuckers <laughs> coming after <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> they shut us down. It's all mad. <laughs> On this professional podcast. <laughs> what do you think about that story, man? Everything she said was a lie. Oh. I believe it wholeheartedly. I'm sensing it. She's actually super into pharmaceuticals. And I'm almost positive she is a shill for Big Pharma, and I'm a little nervous. So all that was, I don't know what to make of that. Okay. That was, wow. He can't even give me a fucking pity laugh. I, I, I mean, mean like, I, I, my I, I, goodness. I stared at you, and I thought that I don't know what to say about that. That was That's, a joke? My goodness. No, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't I'm think it's a joke. I think this guy's on to you. I think he's a horrible human being. Wait, but you don't know that, because what if this is the lie? All right, don't you start. Do That's me, possible. Do me a favor. Next time you see him at the park thing, don't even talk to him. <laughs> the, <laughs> the park thing. Give him the old the bird. Flip thing. him off. You're like, hey, that little recording thing you did, it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually, more than anything, because I, I just, I, I'm not steeped in this industry. I don't know enough about it to even be yes. dangerous. It's yes. fascinating it to is. hear about it from someone who is fully involved. Right. And then, like, I, I since I, I've never really tried anything like that before, number one, I'm intrigued. Like, give this stuff a shot. Like, oh, God, this is such a, this is not even remotely, well, it's tangentially related i've never been much of a horoscope guy but my cousin is very much she she follows a lot of these things and sign me up for a horoscope that i get in emails every single day and of course i read it because i love my cousin shout out melissa i love your horoscopes but what i'm finding is uh an uncanny uh ability for these things that i would not have given credence to at like beforehand to just this one little step was like man that's holy shit did that just describe my day to a t yeah like that's, that's is it, how the hell is Jupiter making me want to eat McDonald's today? And yeah, I, I did it. I'm like, that's weird. And so I, I have a, a different newfound respect for these types of things where I think I would have been more skeptic back in the day. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, uh, palm reading, is palm reading one of these or no? I don't practice palmistry. Okay. Palmistry. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that. I have a friend whose mom used to do it very well. And uh, weird enough, she passed. And she. I, they think that she read her own palm because she... Wasn't really sick, but yeah, she had everything planned out for her funeral. She just knew. Yeah, she just knew it was her time. It was so that made me a believer, man. And she used to read our palms in high school. You know, nothing like lifeline part of it, but just basic like little fun stuff. I have such a great joke. Can I do it? Let me see your palm. Is it better than the last one? Yeah, yeah, it's way better. We called her a big shill from the. I didn't call her a big shill. I was joking. Up. Yep. He's fat. Uh, I'm going to slap you with that same palm. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for another story, Madeline? I, I am. You're such a piece of shit. I hate him. Uh, I'm just teasing. There's on, one man. I always like. The one I always want to hear, I save for last. So always. Let's do the Colorado. Is it the hotel? Yes. All right. Colorado Hotel. Okay. So this happened when I was pretty young, um, around 10, I'd like to say. 
Definitely not my first or last experience with the paranormal, though. Well, I love it already. You really, <laughs> you really touched my soul. I love this. I love the paranormal shit. I'm All in. Right, let's do I'm it. Locked yes. in. I'm in. Definitely. So I was at the Colorado Hotel with my family. We were vacationing, and um, I'm pretty sure that's the correct name. I really, really hope so. Where's it at? Um, yeah, where, where? I think it's in Glenwood Springs. Hotel yes. Colorado. Hotel yes. Colorado. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've ghost hunted there, so yes, oh, I would love awesome. to talk about this. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, so I was in our room um, by myself, and like I was just, I think I was getting ready like to go down for dinner or something, or they were waiting for me, and all of these lights started flashing in the room. Awesome. Yes. And I felt something, um, because even growing up, like I, I would have a lot of experiences and I would feel things, and I was just like, nope, go away, now is not the time, and then they, the lights went away, and like that presence that I felt just totally went away. Hmm. And I didn't have any more experiences that trip because I made it really clear. I was like really young and I think it was funny how I came off like I was kind of grumpy or something or cranky and I was like, now is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. All right. Not exactly. today. Yeah. 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 I love that. Interesting. I, uh, I've actually heard about this hotel before. Yeah. It's oh, shown yeah. up on a lot of the paranormal. Yep. Do yeah. You, do you ever watch those shows on like the travel channel? Like the <sighs> they're so wool. I so them. I do a little, um, I do think, especially from my perspective, um, you know, having abilities and being very in tune, I think a lot of them are false or they don't respect the dead, which is something I have a big issue with. Like sure. ghost okay. hunters or ghost adventurers, I think, like right. where they're antagonizing yeah. them. Right. I'm like, okay, you don't do that. <laughs> right, right, right. Why not? Ooh. Um, it's a question because I come at this from yeah. a skeptic attitude and mm-hmm. uh, and I don't say antagonization, but this uh, notion of provoking an interaction and it not that it I mean, I don't have like a scientific study. I can put it, like, it works at a percentage, but that's exactly what I do to try and mm-hmm. elicit responses. And we do get some interesting things occasionally, but mm-hmm. it's not with the intention of. I don't want to say we're going to be like threatening, but bringing up controversial information or challenging them for something they did back in the day. If you look into their histories and if you identify a person who's been in yeah. there and potentially died in there, saying something about that and causing them to come out. I mean, it's I would almost compare it to real life. Most people don't go to a restaurant and then compliment the chef when the meal's amazing. They freak out when the meal sucks and you create that response is yeah. why wouldn't the ghost do that? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think there's a really fine line between interacting and being like, hey, like you were a bad person in life. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, Versus yeah. like provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why you may not want to do that. Um, I think definitely, you know, if, if you're someone who's looking at it through more of a skeptical attitude, um, then that interaction is okay. And obviously for a lot of the viewers, that they're going to be skeptics right. probably. So, you know, having something thrown across the room or hearing something is going to probably change people's minds. Yes. Right. But for myself, when it's like, you know, I'm able to see and interact with these beings, like I, I treat them the same like I do a living being. Fascinating. So <laughs> it's, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but also I know the spiritual and energetic liabilities on the other side. And like, I don't want to mess with things. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want things happening to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. But also I think it's just a basic respect thing because of, you know, my understanding and my experiences. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, uh, I agree with you. I don't. I don't like the ghost hunter part. I like the, the ones caught on the paranormal caught on video. Yeah. Those I love. I, I can't get enough of those. And the ones that tell the stories, like the, to go into the background of the the building or whatever. I just, I love it. It's a guilty pleasure. But I also would never stay in one or go hunting them. 
because uh, they, I, I believe they can attach to you and follow you home. Yes. You know, so I'd, I'd rather not have that. So I used to be quite the drinker and I, you know, maybe I've been in a haunted house before and I just woke up and they broke something. I thought it was me. You know what I mean? You just can't tell. Like, was I sure. hammered last night? Is that me or is that the ghost? So anyway, that, that's a great story. I, uh, kudos, kudos for being a paranormal. Yeah, no, hey, you, you, you definitely tickled the both of us because we yeah. love that stuff. Um, so many, what? We did the hundredth episode, uh, just came out this last week, and I was telling them the story that you had about oh, the three yeah. and the light. Yeah, over here. Have you heard this? I don't know if we. No, I haven't. So my family, uh, we actually do amateur paranormal investigation. My dad is pretty in tune. My mom's more in tune. I'm the pure skeptic of the group. So I think we get a good wide range of opinions when we go out and mm-hmm. experience things. We actually ghost hunted the sands. Um, this was back when I was an intern and set up a variety of static cameras um, throughout the building, walked around with EV, um, like recorders for EVPs. Uh, we had an uh, EMF detector to try and come up with some level of uh, electromagnetic fields within the, the building itself. But we didn't catch anything except for one bit of information. And I, I'm never going to jump until I have your experience of interacting with an entity or something like that. I can't jump to ghost because I've never experienced that. But we did run into something peculiar that I would argue is relatively unexplainable. And we have video of it. Uh, about 1.30 in the morning, we have a camera pointed behind the stage towards one of the exit hallways that goes outside to the back of the sands. You hear uh, click, the old push button lights, click, click, and a light goes on and a light goes off. That in itself, anything could have done that. The kicker was there was no light bulb in the fixture, and the fixture wasn't hooked up to the electrical. We had an electrician come in and verify it the next day. Peculiar. I, I can't say I didn't see an entity interact with it, but of all the things that we recorded that night and reviewing, it was the only one where at the end of it, I was like, huh, I don't know what that was. Um, we haven't been able to replicate it. I've never seen that same thing happen again. But so many people have reported having some level of interaction in that place, whether it's hearing voices, people walking around, shuffling upstairs, uh, talking during movies from behind the stage, that we wanted to try and capture some of that. And I would say that I would love to go back and do it again because I think after hearing more of the stories, there's a lot more to discover over there. But to have somebody who has more of the, I don't know what to call it, the, like the paranormal connection versus you know, a quasi skeptic and two people who are just interested in the field, but haven't had those level of experiences. Wouldn't want to use somebody as a conduit, but man, if it got something on video, I would definitely be open (laughs) to that because then you could get some more substantial evidence and to the point of showing people more of that aspect of life rather than just being materialist. That's something I love about doing what we do is trying to discover things. It was peculiar to say the least. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like what you experienced there, what was caught there was residual energy. And for the most part, I would say at least like 50% of paranormal activity, it's residual activity. And that's just like people are just playing out what they were doing in life. Yeah. So it's probably someone who is like, you know, they were um, an employee there or something, or they owned that, or they had some connection to it. And they're like, oh, I'm just turning on the lights. Like, right. You know, that would be so fa- I see. I wish I could have seen, you know, not obviously not Joe, but like maybe the Emerson folks who were running yeah. that before and just see him live that through. I was I mean, I'm gonna go on deep for a second. Where we, OK, perfect. Uh, one of the this is probably a terrible because it's there's no substantial evidence for this type of theory. But like, say, multiverse and that for some reason, their timelines don't match our timelines. And so somehow, some way 
our planes cross, but it just happens to be just so happens to be that we're so similar in terms of the universes that their light switch, their habits, and everything were the exact same thing. That somebody from another universe is pressing that button and it's happening in hours at the same time. Have you ever heard anything like that? Like yes, the Mandela effect, right? Is that what you're talking about? No, no not that's exactly. Not quite it, well, yeah. but I mean, it's where two universe, universes collide with each other, interact, right? and change something within that universe. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were going to speak. Yeah. Oh no, it's all good. Um, the Mandela effect is yeah a little bit different, but it kind of follows some similar <clears throat> framework. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that yeah. actually reminds me a lot of that show, The OA. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah, no, I, <laughs> and so when I am like uh, trying to analyze something paranormal, I uh, because I come from a more scientific mind, I'm like, what could explain why this would happen? That mm-hmm. has, I don't want to use the word reasonable, but like that could have reproducible results with some level of evidence. And I mean, there's so many physics and mathematic work. Mathematics works on multiversal theories. Like what? Well, why wouldn't that be possible? And it just happens to be we hit an intersection and what a random thing to be a light switch, but why couldn't that happen? And then the more substantial things, like you seeing an entity, that entity is just an intersection of two, uh, not dimensions, like universes, and you just happen to see them for that moment and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always thought that was fascinating, but obviously it's such a widespread field of study with not a lot of reproducible reproducible results and so many personal experiences that it's hard to build like this is a theory of how this happens but i'm fascinated by it yeah definitely cool i want to ask you a question um so would you say you you're sensitive to this you claim right yes majority of people in this world are not right correct so i would actually disagree with that um i think a lot of people especially women are a lot more sensitive to these things. Because if we're looking at it, um, energy is just energy. We're all comprised of energy. Um, but I think that women are a lot more sensitive to that and just like emotions in general. And I view emotions as energy in motion. And so I think that a lot of people actually have these abilities. And especially like as a kid, I think that people would say that they have more experiences. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's like, society kind of shuts people down or makes people think that they're crazy or like, you know, that you can't do this or like, you know, just to not really participate in it anymore. Okay. Let me ask you this then. So I'm going to ask you, when did you realize that you had this awareness? You know, Mm -hmm. most people, they don't have the, they may have the ability to have the awareness, but they don't have the awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Can we agree on that? Yes. That's more what I believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when did you know that you had this awareness and it's not something that's common amongst people? Yeah. Yeah, um, I've always had experiences from a young age. I would say probably four or five is my earliest memory. Right, but mm-hmm. was it was it kind of a, a weird thing for you when you realize that you, when you're you're explaining this to people, they don't they can't relate to you. Yes, yeah. yes, and that happened a lot. I think during my childhood and just growing up, and I always had a sense of. Um, knowing that I was a little bit different because like I would know things before they would happen or I would be able to, you know, know how someone is feeling or, you know, like be able to predict things or something or be like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And it was just kind of like these weird little synchronicities and everything. And then on top of that, you know, being able to, to see and to interact with, um, you know, different beings on the other side, Mm -hmm. I just, I knew I was different. So I, I just shut it down and I don't think I really started opening up again until like my late teenage years. Okay. That's crazy. A question yeah. that always arises with precognitive abilities, and I love asking this. So mm-hmm. you, it, we can cut this part out if you don't like it. But have you ever used your precognitive abilities for nefarious reasons? 
If I'm being honest, I will say yes. Interesting. Okay. I like think it's knowing a- what's going to happen and then be like, <laughs> I'm going to make this happen because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Um, a little bit. Oh, so you're referencing the clairvoyance, yeah, not the ab- all of the abilities. Right, right. The okay. ability to to see and, and potentially like, I don't know, what it, you used predict or precognition or something along the lines of like seeing what could happen next. Yeah, that's either clairvoyance, so clear seeing. Um, which is also what people will describe, like when you can see, you know, a, a ghost or yeah. a person, then that's, you know, someone who's clairvoyant. But it's uh, the clairsentience that's knowing before, or, sorry, yeah. no, not clairsentience, um, claircognition that's knowing beforehand. Um, and yeah, I think that, so I have a lot of different abilities, but I think that for the claircognition, um, it's not something I've necessarily used to, like for bad reasons. Sure. I've just kind of let things play out. In life, like if I knew someone was going to be hurt badly, then I would definitely interfere. Oh, okay. But yeah. that's never come up for me. Interesting. But like for other things, yes, I definitely have like. Like Susie's going to get that promotion. I know this. <laughs> so now I'm going to torpedo her career and go get the promotion. Oh my goodness. No, I've never done anything like that. It's more like um, kind of knowing like how someone feels um, and just like being very cognizant and aware of it. Um I think the ways that I have done it, like in a bad way, has been more of like a reactive or defense mechanism. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It yeah. does. Well, in protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I know it's morally right, though, to if someone's going to get hurt, to warn them. I mean, it sucks. You should warn them. But if I'm of the thought process, if that's going to happen, that's what's supposed to happen. Larry's going to let mean? you like, die, guys. Just let that <laughs> yeah. be known. He you. would let you die if he knew you are going to die. But don't you think that, I mean... Everything happens for a reason. What's the point of the reason of me having the ability to see the future then? Uh, are you supposed to have that ability? Well, if I have it, it, yeah. it happened for a reason, right? So I have the ability to see the future. Okay, we're going to go down a dark hole here. So. I like it. I mean, Larry loves the dark holes, but I think it, more than anything, <laughs> sorry, that's so I good. really do. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but the, uh, the the peculiar bit about it to me is when when you have an ability and we're saying, oh, should I not have this ability? You already do. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason right there. I have this ability now. I guess with great power comes great responsibility, I suppose. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yep. But that that aspect of it is when do you choose to jump in and intervene? It's that's a, a fascinating idea. You know what I mean? It's interesting. You, know, you said as kids you have it. And, you know, I have a friend, uh, her daughter, we'll call her Kim, the daughter. She's here. Smart kid. So smart. When she was little, she'd have conversations with people, you know, and stuff like this. She predicted her little sister's uh having a little sister, she told her mom one day about the baby. And my friend's like, what baby? You're going to have a baby. You're, you're pregnant. And she's like, no, I'm not. Sure enough, like two weeks later, she was friends or she was pregnant. A year and a half later, her friend, same thing. Kim told her friend, like, you're going to have a baby. You know, it's coming. Wow. A couple weeks later, sure enough, she turned up pregnant. So I wow. don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. So she's just like zapping people yeah. with pregnancy. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she's roofing him. I don't know. So keep that kid maybe, away from me. Maybe it isn't nefarious. <laughs> I don't know. So, but but they told me stories, and she's such a smart and such a good kid. You know what I mean? But I think I think she has those abilities. I always have. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Cool. yeah, you'll hear a lot of stories of kids saying things like that or making comments like, "Oh, when I was alive in World War II, right? Like, or they'll just like be talking to like someone random, like an imaginary friend, but mm-hmm. it might actually be a ghost or something, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild." What did you think about that one? 
That was all also lies. You think it's a lie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure every <laughs> single bit of this. Twice. She's every story is going to be a lie, right. and I, I don't know how we're going to guess it. Uh, no, I love Hotel Colorado. I've been there multiple times for different reasons, and fascinating to hear about other people's experiences there because mm. there's so many and so variable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the it's not the first time I've heard people legitimately uh, at Hotel Colorado put a foot down and say, "Leave me alone," and then they did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is about that place. Maybe it's all the guest services folks are like, I'm sorry, I was just trying to give you a towel. Um, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it, it it seems to be a thing that I've heard multiple times. So that's fascinating. Calls you a pinche puto. And right? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, no, I, I see what you that That was racist. Oh, my God. I'm, you can be half. I can be half offended. So let's just that's go there. That's true. Um, I, I like it. I, I always want one I want to be true. I want that story to be true. I'll be very upset if it's the uh, the bullhuckers. So I, uh, I I love those stories. So. Well, we have another Halloween special. I'll have to invite you back. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this last Halloween, we had people come in and tell us their quick stories about the stuff they've with the supernatural. And it was pretty fun. It was a pretty good episode. So agreed. A lot of people in Colorado or in Morgan County have had these crazy interactions, and I had no idea until they told me the story. So pretty cool. It's nice to have, and I I don't know if you like this phraseology, but this is such a cool safe space. Where everybody can share every aspect of life. Oh, this podcast? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we did it last night. I almost laughingly said, people treat me and Matt like they're priests. <laughs> <laughs> they confess all kinds of stuff to us. We've heard some pretty wild stories. We really we? have. And I love that, though. They feel comfortable enough to talk about their lives. And, and I always say this on the podcast every time I'm here. But that's what I love about what you do is yeah. meeting people where they are and then letting them be who they are and talking to them about it right. and accepting it. I, I love that. Madeline, you have so many people in your life. You have no idea what they've been through. You know right. what I mean? There's some right. people in your life that if they sat down, you actually heard all their stories. You'd be like, oh, my God. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. my own mother was on this podcast and I'd have got hers wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah yes. she, she would have actually fooled me. And I've known her for more than 47 years now. Yeah. So it's been a while. <laughs> you know? we're, 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 we know each other pretty well, you know, every Christmas Absolutely. and whatnot. So, OK, one last man. Am I reading it? Yes, please. Yes, sir. We have the Fall Holistic Fair. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is actually my most recent experience on there. So this happened at the Fall Holistic Fair in September of this past year. Um, And so there's like different holistic fairs and metaphysical fairs that are on the front range. So I usually like a lot of my business is more on the front range. So I was traveling there. Um, So I was doing this past life reading for this woman and it was my last reading for the day. And um, so I was tapping into her and everything and I was looking at her past lives and just um, like her soul's energy and everything. And um, I, I was, so I, the way I do it is, is very different. Um, and it's going to depend on each person, how I read for them. But so for this particular woman, I was like tapping into her energy almost where like I was the one experiencing her past life. Mm. And so I felt it. I was like, okay, I was describing it to her and everything. I was like, okay, it's kind of dark. You're walking down like this city street. It looks like it's around like the 20s or 30s. And like, this is what you're wearing. And then like, I felt this man pull my shoulder back. And to me that indicated like, you know, an assault. Um, unfortunately that does happen. And I do have readings where that comes up, um, but that's a part of history. And so. To be clear, there's nobody there. It's, who's the person? Oh, the, so. You lost me. <laughs> so I was what? reading for this woman. Right. She was in sitting in front of me, like across from me, like right. you are right now. I'm tapping into her energy 
just through looking at her and through feeling her and you know tapping into my abilities mm -hmm. and so the way I do my past life readings or a lot of like my psychic readings where I'm going back in time is all I kind of feel like I'm the person like in okay. my body okay I got so you. it's like I was in my body but in her body and so I feel myself walking down the street but then I'm also getting some bird's eye view where I'm able to see like this is the street I see her walking this is what she's wearing I and I'm understand. describing it and everything okay yeah I understand sorry I got lost he's no, back it's all good <laughs> <laughs> yep he's back um, professional podcast yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes seriously when you see him at the park thing don't say hi to him oh <laughs> okay um yeah, so I, I was in her body for this part where I was like experiencing her past life like it was myself. Um, and so my eyes are usually closed when I do a lot of these type of readings. And so I, I, I feel it like I'm walking down the street and I feel this man pull my shoulder back, my right shoulder really okay. roughly. And then to me that indicates, you know, obviously with the, the situation going on, there was some type of assault um, leading into it. And then that's how she passed. Um, because I usually will ask for, uh, to show people how they died, uh, because usually there's a lot of wound and trauma there that carries over into this mm -hmm. lifetime. And so I was explaining it to her and then she like jumped and she was startled. I hadn't touched her or anything. I never touched my clients. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh my God, I literally felt you in my body and I felt someone pull my shoulder back too. Wow. It was this crazy experience. Wow. And we were sharing like this beautiful moment and talking about mm -hmm. it. And, um, you know, I was kind of talking to her and talking about like her abilities and everything and how, you know, she probably has some and that it was it was just a really cool experience. And I've never had quite an experience like that during a past life reading. And I thought it was such a cool moment. That's interesting. Yeah. Past Is that the first time? Something to that extreme has happened to that extent? During a past life reading, yes. Okay. But during a lot of my other services or sessions, I've had really crazy things happen to me. If you're into the paranormal, I can definitely go down a lot of rabbit holes there. Do I have something on I'm just... Mm -hmm. That is interesting. That's... Uh, did it freak you out at all? I mean, did it kind of... It didn't freak me out so much. I think that the client was a little freaked out. I bet. She was like, oh my God, I literally felt you like in my body. Like I felt someone pull right. back. Um, and, but I was just like, wow, that's a really cool experience. And I love having really cool experiences like that. Do you have a mentor that teaches you how to do stuff like this? Or does this kind of just learn and go? So it depends with some modalities. So like with Reiki, I did have to take classes and be certified. So I had a teacher to become an integrative health practitioner. I had a teacher. Um, so like more of the fine tuned things, um, like my health and wellness coaching, you know, things like that. Those are things I went to school for. Okay, cool. With the spiritual side of things, it's really hard. There are some spiritual academies, um, and I have my own beliefs on those. But I've really put myself in a lot of different uh, situations to continue growing and developing my abilities. Because like I've always had a lot of them, but then as I've gotten older and as I've pushed myself to grow, then they've just kept expanding and kept expanding. So a lot of it's, um, you know, like been like when I first started out with everything and I started getting into everything, I would read for friends. Like I wouldn't charge or anything. And right. I started doing that until I felt comfortable. And at first it was just like tarot. And then I was like, oh wait, you know, I need to get back into that psychic mediumship side of things. And then that's when the past life aspect really started expanding. And then, then in this last year, um, my medical intuition really started to take off too. Hmm. Interesting. What's your favorite thing to do? Mm. Or do you have one? Let me ask you. I think it depends on the person. Um, 
My favorite thing that I do is probably going to be either the past life or the medical intuitive sessions. Um, okay. I think because it's harder to find someone who authentically does those too. Um, but also just because of the opportunity for like really unique experiences with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to be able to help people. I would say the mediumship is really fun too. But unfortunately, uh, clients don't always get the closure they're seeking. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's your favorite. What, what are you strongest at, do you believe? Uh, so my abilities, I'm much more of a psychic than I am a medium okay. and it's a spectrum. And, um, a lot of times if you have one, you have the other, but people are more dominant in one or the other. Um, so for myself, I'm much better at just like seeing or knowing things before they're going to happen or just like knowing things about people. Um, but I really, I, I do like the mediumship aspect as well, hmm. but I would say I'm probably strongest with that. And then with the psychic aspect too, how I view it at least, that's when you're looking at Um, you know, the past, present, future. So that's why I really like the past life aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, I like being able to go back in time. Sometimes I do have people asking me things about the future. And um, I get a lot of like questions about like the housing market or the stock market. And I'm like, okay, I can't answer those questions. Right, right, right. There's way too many players at hand. Um, But it's if it's like more fine tuned, then I can answer it. Um, Mm. But I I really like that aspect. Okay, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Are you getting any senses of our futures at all? <laughs> I'm not really tapped into that um, right now. Okay. It is kind of like a switch that I can turn on and off. And like if I'm in certain circumstances or like situations, then like it's really shut off. Sure. Okay. Like if I don't feel really comfortable. Not to say I don't feel well, comfortable say on right a recorded now. Podcast in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, I could get that. <laughs> yeah, like I feel comfortable with you guys. Um, but yeah, it is also kind of an aspect of like I think a lot of people. I think there's a lot of scams. First of all, oh, for sure. And that's something I have a really big issue with because I hold myself to really high ethical standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's also like a lot of people are curious and like they don't know what to think of it and like. To me, that's okay, but like, I don't, I don't want to have to try to convince you otherwise. Sure. sure. Like, if you believe it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. I'm into this. I yep. like it. So yeah. Well, let's uh, let's guess. Uh, let's let's do some guessing, Matt, so we can get to talking about this some more. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Okay, cool. So, Madeline, what we do is we uh, rock paper scissors to decide who has to go first. Now, here's what the funny part is. We let you, we didn't say anything to you while you guys did the rock, paper, scissors to see who went first between you and Megan. But we were analyzing. Because we wanted to see <laughs> if you're a three-pumper or a four-pumper. Okay. Are you familiar with what I'm saying? Yes. We were three. You were three. You did four the first time. Oh, we did? Okay. You did. Yeah, rock, she paper, did three. Scissors. You do rock, paper, okay. scissors. Because I, I noticed these things. You did rock, paper, scissors, shoot, shoot, right? The right way. Yes. Okay. And you just do boom, 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 boom. See, yeah, that her and wrong, I are the same. The wrong way. But since right. she's a four pumper, you're a four pumper. It's a, okay. I don't know if that's news. It's going to hurt you or not, but uh, that's your lot in life, I guess. I have like, if this so is snarky, it's not supposed to sound to me. But if you could detect if people are three or four pumpers with your skill set, I think we would pay you oh. to know that in advance. Okay. I mean, I might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to Madeline. You're full of shit. You are a three pumper. That's right. Yeah. It's like the Maury Povich show. <laughs> oh, God. We've got the results back. <laughs> We've got the results back. You're a three pumper. You're a three pumper. We're doing four, right? But yeah, because she's a four pumper. Yeah. When Megan's on, we're doing three because she does it right. No, no, no. We haven't talked about that yet. All right, we'll get there. Ready? We'll get there. Ready? I'll have a chance to convince you. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, 
I don't. Name, I, name them off, buddy. Oh, yeah. I could do that. We have the Colorado <coughs> Hotel Foraging Flowers and the Fall Holistic Fair. And all of them are lies. No, um, I would say I had one that I was feeling and then it all changed when she told the last story. Okay. I, I think some of that happened for sure. But I think there are portions that are lies. And I just got this vibe. I don't have any energy abilities or anything like that. But uh, I noticed a couple tells that I didn't see in the other stories. Yeah. The looking down, the sort of shiftiness. Yeah. I believe the bullhucker is the fall holistic fair. Really? Okay, don't tell us yet. Oh. Okay. I would you like to. Do, I would you, like you, to change you, my you answer because she gave me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You get to pick after she told you the answer. This is BS. Okay, fine. Picked one of the other two. The Colorado Hotel. No. Don't, don't, okay. Now she's on to me. Damn it. Uh, you know what? Uh, why don't I just take the L so you can feel good? You want me to keep it? No, go ahead and just kidding. Now I'm going to say forging flowers was the lie. Okay, you can take that? Yeah. I am also going to take forging flowers. For one reason, Madeline, I am big on details that have the least amount of details in it. So that's what I usually pick because it's, it's tough to come up with a lie. It's, it really is. It it's, is. It's, it's, it's people, people lie all the time, but when we ask you to come up with a lie, it's super hard to do. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's the only reason I'm going for forging flowers. And so. the only reason I'm picking is because she told me not to pick the one I picked originally. And, so thank you for that. And before we uh, pull over our little board here, uh, if you like what you're seeing on the bottom right hand of the corner, there's a little subscribe button, a little red button. Go ahead and click that because it's a It's tacos. a big, big, big <gasps> click for all of us he here at the it. podcast. He almost did it right. It's a small click for you, but a big click for us. No, this is just a bullshit podcast thingy. Don't you, click on anything. He didn't scream tacos. I'm cheesed. So. You know, you said tacos had ruined me trying to say it right. You always say tacos. I was going to say it right this time because I, I care. Remember, I value I think, you. you. Know, that's the time I want to punch Matt. I value you. It's at you. that I'm time like, I want to hmm. punch Matt. So anyway. Larry's my friend. I guess not. <laughs> Matt, let's see your board. Let's see what you got, kid. All right. Kid. Look at you, old man. I am an old man. Forging flowers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. What was uh, what was made up? So I did not fall. Okay. I'm very cautious. I never fall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the heads up on that. By the way, right, I'm right. back into victory. But yes. like I said, it's details for me. It's always I've been fooled a few times. Someone's went into great detail in their fib, but uh, just yeah. go as deep as possible. That's all right. I think uh, Dale would be good at that. We just get you on a yarn for oh, two I'm, minutes. I'm a, Dale's a he's a good dude. He, he's one of those guys that's been. <laughs> He's lived five lives, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Matthew. Dude, it's good to be back on the leaderboard. Um, I totally undeserved because I cheated, but it feels cheat. good. Win, a win's a win. All I'll right. take it. Madeline, so we have a uh, fair coming up on yes. February 18th. Yes. Okay. At the block. At the block. That's the old country stakeout, by the way. So. For you old people, like Larry said, because Larry discriminates against old people. I hate old people. <laughs> Wasn't Hitler like part Jewish? Isn't that the ironic part about it? Like I hate old people. I was like, I'm not touching anything no. Hitler or Jews, no I'm, matter what I'm you say. I respect all people. I, I love all I'm people. I'm calling a hypocrite thing right now. So any a Hitler thing right anyway. now. Anyway, per usual. So on the 18th of February, you're doing. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So Megan and I paired up together because we both have like metaphysically businesses, and we cool. saw the opportunity to do this holistic fair in Fort Morgan. Um, you know, I think that there's been a much needed interest in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have been more drawn to natural remedies, things like that. 
more spiritual, metaphysical items, whatever it may be. And we do have a few vendors in the area that go to, you know, different things like the Brush People's Market. Mm -hmm. And um, like Jeanette is there with her crystals and she'll be at the fair too. And so I think that we came together because we saw this opportunity and we really also wanted to promote small businesses in the area, but also bring in some new businesses. So we're going to have a lot of businesses like from the Front Range. Um, We've got a few coming from Boulder, from Denver, some from Colorado Springs. I love that. So all over, and this will be a really cool opportunity because it will be Fort Morgan's first ever holistic fair. Very cool. So we'll have basically something for everyone. We're going to have apothecary items, herbal remedies, jewelry, crystals, metaphysical items, handcrafted products, a bunch of CBD products. Um, And then we're going to have like some loose leaf tea, basically anything like that. We're really trying to target mind, body, spirit, wellness, and to make sure that we're promoting that and making a space where people can find healing, they can find, you know, different things that are going to help them on their path and on their journeys. Right. And we're also going to be having some readers. Um, so myself and Megan will be reading. So I'm nice. super excited about that. And then we'll also have another tarot reader and we'll have a Reiki healer too. Very cool. Is yeah. there any kind of uh, admission you got to pay it. Would it cost anything again or is it just nope. to come check it out? Just yeah, this is free and open to the public. And we really want this to be an opportunity for, you know, everyone who's interested, even if like you don't think you can find something, um, you know, just to come check it out and just to see what it's all about. Because, you know, we I think that there is a demand for it out here sure, sure. for alternative healing and for people who are you know interested in these things. And so this is just a great way to showcase it. OK, do you have awesome. flyers or anything like uh, I would say I'm definitely shout it out at the chamber put it on our calendar Mm -hmm. and help spread the word yeah definitely we do have flyers um we've got a facebook event and we're doing a lot of different vendor shout outs and highlights leading up to the fair and then we're doing a lot of different advertising awesome i will if you'd like email my office coordinator and we'll blast it out as well yeah thank you cool also on the bullhucker.com under the tab as seen on the bullhucker uh, we will have links to that. We'll have to put a page for you up on the uh, Bullhuckers. So uh, you're just asking people to be open-minded, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Come look at something different. Just to try something new. Um, you know, I think that, you know, it's a really good opportunity for people to kind of get outside their comfort zone or maybe to discover more about themselves. Yeah. You never know what's going to resonate with you. And also, you know, it's a great time to do some shopping, sure. things like that. Right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Love it. How are you uh, usually... Uh, Oh, that's what I'm looking for. In a smaller area, are people pretty open-minded to this? Or do you have to kind of... What's the problem? I'm trying to say this. Trying to be PC? Just say... No, I understand I, what I, you're I'm saying. Trying to PC. Are they accepting yeah. of this? Are they? Is it? Is it something that needs to catch on more? I, I'm missing this up. Well, it's like, is there, is there uh, like a skepticism from, yes, from people in the community in relation to these types of methods? Uh, and yeah. do you, do you Maybe not just that? here, but just in general. So a little bit. I mean, I think that Fort Morgan has been really welcoming to me. But at the same point, I also lead with my more grounded holistic side than my Mm -hmm. spiritual side. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I've done a few different workshops like making an herbal salve, you know, making teas, things like that. I think that those are things that people are definitely open to. But I also think it really depends on the area. But like I've had multiple people in the area reach out to me for mediumship sessions or tarot readings, things like that. So I think that there's definitely the interest in the community out here. Mm. And I do know a lot of women in particular who are, you know, into these type of things. Mm. And I think it's just like, there's not really a solid place or community for it. So that's what we're really trying to establish is, you know, a really safe place for people to come explore these things and to talk about it and, you know, to see just where it leads us all. Awesome. Very cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. No, it's exciting. So yeah, we're going to have all this information on the website. Um, 
real quick to read off some of the stuff. Terror readings, yes. Psychic medium readings, you said that. What is the... Uh, he had to, I couldn't pronounce it either. The Akashic. Yes, what is that? Akashic. Yeah, um, so there's lots of different schools of beliefs on that. Um, but the Akashic realm is basically like the library of all records. Um, so a lot of people view it as like uh, the library that keeps all past, present, future history for everyone. Wow. Um, so it's a way to tap in and kind of channel, you know, greater knowledge, greater things. If people want to understand, you know, like, what is my true purpose in life? Things like that. Or like, what do I really need to know? Um, so it, it's, there's there's a lot of different understandings of it. That's cool. Yeah. How about reflexology? Reflexology, yeah. So I don't practice it anymore, um, but that is also something I went to school for. And so reflexology is essentially a foot massage, but the way that I do it is to bring the body into balance, into harmony. Because um, when I'm going through someone's foot, I can tell um, based on the different reflexology points, like what's going on within their body physically, Mm -hmm. and then also a little bit emotionally and energetically and spiritually too. Um, and mentally too, a little bit sometimes like I'll be like, oh, this point is telling me like you're having issues with your kidney or your liver or something or like, you know, things mm. like that. And it's actually been really cool to see what I've been able to tell about someone Interesting. through their foot. <laughs> I'm like, I can't imagine how depressed you'd find I would be by rubbing on my feet. Like you would it'd be like, oh, wow, Matt's sad. I can tell. <laughs> oh. Let me touch another spot. Wow. He really is sad. Good Lord. <laughs> and that's only the feet then. Yeah, it's just the feet. And that's the only time I would ever touch clients. Um, interesting. So it's, yeah, I go through both feet because both feet are connected and they're connected to the organ systems of the body and to the greater systems of the body. And so there's different reflexology and acupressure points. So it's a really good tool for people to relax, to bring balance to the body, or sometimes even like, you know, for some diagnoses or, you know, hints mm. of things that are going on with them. Very cool. Yeah. Huh. Interesting stuff. I know. I'm intrigued by everything. Like I said, yeah. this is going to be my 4 a.m. Wikipedia session tonight. So. <laughs> I'm actually going to stop by and check this out, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to go out and check it out February 18th at the block. block. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty cool. And uh, Matt was telling me, Megan's husband, I work with him, was telling me about this. And I didn't know what a holistic. I kind of had like, like a basic idea. But last night they were asking me, I don't know what happened to Rob. I'm supposed to come in. Well, explain the holistic to me. I'm like, well, come in tomorrow. They can explain to you yeah. I will. I will mess it up. Ask me what Reiki is. I'll tell you how bad I can screw this up. So anyway, Madeline Hagen, thank you so much for coming in. Yes, of thank you. This has been uh, this has been a fun one. It's been a very interesting one. This one is the one where I would say I had even less expertise on this one than I did with the wrestling one and learned way more than I planned to learn. It's awesome. And he did look at you into this. He did it a few times that day. Yeah, yeah. He started, yeah. And they, they laughed. So that's cute. That's yeah, precious. they did. Also, we want to thank the Brush Emporium for letting us come down here. Thank also, you, Brush Emporium. You can check them out on the description below. Below. Uh, they have a Facebook right now. They, uh, As you can see, they're starting to move some stuff around around here. Starting to paint and get everything ready to grow. And Look uh, at all the bricks they laid. Yeah, all the bricks they laid and the floors will be done tomorrow. So it's kind of fun uh, for the podcast we've been out here to watch and actually go in levels and see how they've uh, progressed over time so yeah pretty exciting stuff for them so absolutely when they open make sure you check them out now yeah, maybe they'll have a holistic uh they're gonna do what, what they're doing here is they're, they're sectioning it off for people that don't have a brick and mortar business but have a business so it'll be a bunch of little businesses in here and there's mm-hmm. for pizza and ice cream well, you know there'll be a holistic expand one, right? in yeah yeah, yeah definitely you know, the, i like the, it two you talk to are sitting over the table so so well, you pick their brain about so anyway also before you go i um I got to talk to you and Kyle about hot sauce at some point because I need more hot sauce so bad. It's so good. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, definitely. They make ballin' hot sauce, dude. (laughs) Just the Tip is the name of the brand. It's so good. (laughs) No, it's not. 
Yes. <laughs> it really is. It's Just so freaking good. I bought a case of it last year and gave them out to friends and family as gifts because I'm like, you got to try this shit. It's is so it good. super hot. It depends on the flavor. Yeah. I can't handle a lot of heat, but he's got a lot of good flavors. I, I, I'm it's like, solid. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't do hot sauce. No, it's not. It's like it's. I would say the the one that I usually get is more like mild. But I, what I like about it, instead of a vinegar base, it's more like schmear and a little thicker. Yeah, it's got a nice texture. Um, I would recommend the margarita for you mm. if okay. you can't do a lot of heat. That's my favorite one. It's got a lot of nice sweetness to it too. All right, we're yep. gonna have that on February eighteenth. So. This isn't really a food event, the holistic uh. fair. Um, <laughs> Larry's out. There's no hot sauce. I'm sorry. Yeah, two businesses, same person. I got you. Uh, but yeah, we. I can definitely talk to you about where to get it and everything. You, you, what you could do is hire Matt to sit outside by the trash bin like a drug deal. I will. I'll like, sell the shit out of that hot, hot sauce. sauce. It's so good. <laughs> I've, I've given it to so many people at this point. So yeah. I, just, I was thinking about it today before I came in. I'm like, I got to get some more hot sauce. So well, If mm-hmm. I get the 401 yeah. on the hot sauce, I'll let you know where you can get it. So anyway, I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Matt Gordon. Madeline Hagen, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.